0: Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your
1: host, Saul Marquez. And welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Kat Kuzmeskas. She's the CEO and co-founder of Simply Vital Health a blockchain solution to problems in medical record keeping and healthcare payment systems. Obviously, we have a problem there. So it's great that Kat's using the latest technology to tackle some of those challenges. We'll be diving into those in today's episode. Fortune Magazine named her among the 34 leaders who are changing healthcare. She founded the company as a solution for problems she faced as a hospital administrator. Solutions include support for data security, care coordination, post-hospital data, communications and analytics for decision-making and risk management. Prior to founding Simply Vital Health, Kat was a program manager of the Center for Musculoskeletal Care for Yale New Haven's Health System. She was also a strategic planner for the medicine and surgery service lines at the Yale New Haven Health and designed an enterprise-wide management dashboard at a statewide community health center network. She is an outstanding individual and a leader in healthcare, and I'm so excited to host her here on the podcast today. Kat, welcome to the podcast.
0: Thank you so much. Great intro. Appreciate
1: it. <laughs> Thank you, Kat. Well, you certainly have done a lot. And, and so you're transitioning your, your work as, a, as an administrator into a health tech company to solve some of the biggest problems. What got you into the health sector to begin with?
0: Yeah. So I, I think it actually takes me back to fourth or fifth grade.
1: <laughs> wow. So, okay. Yeah. Early on.
0: Yeah, so pretty early. So in I think it was fifth grade. So in fifth grade, I broke my ankle. Uh, it was a it was a hairline fracture. It sounds less less intense than it actually was. It was quite intense, but it was a hairline fracture in my growth plate and Ooh. my tibia had slipped forward. And ah. yeah, it was really it was exceptionally painful. But what was an interesting part of the process is my mom and I were bounced between hospitals before being accepted. Into the one that was in our hometown. And we still haven't oh, no. quite gotten the story straight on why we weren't accepted and why we kept having to bounce around. But um, because of that, because it took so long to get into the emergency department, I think we were at between 12 to 18 hours before we were actually seen by a physician. Uh, my foot was gigantic and oh. they actually couldn't go into surgery. They had to wait for the swelling to go down. And because of all of that, I actually have numbness in my left leg my left foot. Even and, today? Yeah, still today. Oh, wow. Yep. Because the the tibia was like pressed forward on that nerve. Not and really. then the orthopedic surgeon thought I could never play soccer again. So it was just oh, a wow. devastating experience That's as a child. And then, but I worked with the ortho and followed all my PT. And of course, when you're a young child being told you can never run and play soccer again, anyone that fixed that fixes that is just, you know, a hero. So yeah. it was, it was kind of that whole experience as a child, both the trauma, but also the experience of the care of a physician and the knowledge of the physician that I said, "I, I too want to be an orthopedic physician." <laughs> and so, I've <laughs> always focused on healthcare uh, ever since. Ever since that,
1: love it. Well, what a great story! Thank you for sharing that. It's uh, definitely um, a problem today, as it was, you know, when that happened to you. The care coordination aspect is something that I feel like. I don't know. You know, I feel like it's gotten a lot better, but there's still some room for improvement. You're you're obviously tackling a lot, you're focused on blockchain. What what would you say a hot topic that needs to be on every health leader's agenda today and how are you and your company addressing that?
0: Yeah, so I think the topic is data access. And it's a hot topic because I think we are starting the tipping point of where we as an industry globally will be moving into conversations and processes around data access that yeah. most providers, meaning large enterprises, hospitals, <laughs> are not comfortable with and don't know that this is coming. And I actually attribute a lot of it to the awareness that has come about from the data analytics of you know GAFA, Google, Amazon, Facebook, and really people starting to understand that healthcare is the same way. But there's a lot of opportunity in how we as patients and we as providers can start to work together in ways that we haven't before. So I think conversations in action around data access are going to become a lot more prevalent. We're hearing a lot of it. We get asked about it all the time. And also, I think, I, I think the, mind, the mind shift that's going to happen is everyone's going to start to realize that their data silo is much more impactful and powerful, not as a silo. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be really uncomfortable. But it's going to be better. And, and I think that's where we are right now with healthcare and data access.
1: And, and great, great uh, call out there, Kat. And, and so when we think of data access, you know, there's there's a couple of angles we could we could look at this from. We could look at it from the angle of a patient getting access to their data. Or or even I think what you're more focused on here is 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 data access across all enterprises to to empower the the, the better. Better healthcare outcomes, am I right?
0: Yes. That's okay.
1: Correct. Okay, got it. Got it. No, thanks for clarifying there. You know, th- there's a whole other movement on how do I get access to my data,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and that's not what we're talking about here today. <laughs> so no,
0: that's, correct. that's correct.
1: Okay, Kat. Good. I appreciate you clarifying that for the listeners. Now, now, give us an example. I'd love to hear how you and your organization are creating results by doing, doing things differently.
0: So right now we are bringing blockchain technology as an effective tool to value-based care. And so I would say for now, we're kind of fitting within the model so that we can expand and create new models going forward. And one of the ways that we're doing that is um, with a, we we have a whole program, it's called SANA, which means health and healthy in Latin. And this whole program is focused on essentially creating a, a better experience not only for the patients but for the providers that are caring for the patient across different facilities. Mm-hmm. The way that we do that, I guess, objectively is through value based care programs called bundled payments. But we're actually bringing that to more than just hospitals as the main users of bundled payments. We're actually going to private physician groups that are really interested in it, employer groups. This is more than just GE and Walmart, and also insurers and. It takes me back to one of the conversations we had with our care coordinator at an orthopedic practice. And she said, after just one week of working with us and working with our platform, they had transformed their entire practice in terms of how they looked at clinical outcomes and how they worked with patients and how they used data to drive decisions. So I thought that was really, really cool. And part of the reason why we do focus on physicians and not so much hospitals at this time is because there's so much support that physicians are looking for and may want in terms of how they can use actionable analytics to drive clinical improvement and improved patient outcomes.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. So, so focused on the physician. And, and I think it's, it's uh, a great opportunity right now to, to, to dive in your thoughts on blockchain. If we could some, just simplify it for the listeners to better understand, I feel like there's still this black box feel you know, yes. uh, what is it? And uh, how can I use it? Uh, how's it useful? And maybe this is a good opportunity, Kat, for you to, to, to educate the the listeners.
0: Certainly. And it's really funny because blockchain is, is has so much interest around it. And we always get asked, how does it work? But it's funny because no one asks how the internet works or even asks, you know, how does Netflix work or how does my cell phone work? So it's always funny. We find that, we get taken <laughs> back to very basic conversations of well, this is how the tech functions. And we didn't expect that. We didn't we didn't expect that people wanted the nuts and bolts of of what blockchain is and, and how it works and why. So we do spend a lot of time, time educating. And it's it's an important part because it will be a black hole until it's used more and, and we hear about it more in the industry. So I'm happy to describe a little bit about it. So sure. blockchain really is just a shared network among individuals. And that shared network is important because it's then not controlled by any one entity, which allows a lot of cool flexibility and cool efficiencies that you may not get in other systems. Now, blockchain is not a panacea. It is not great for everything, but is it is excellent for some things. And part of what we do as a company is help, to help providers identify what that is and what it is not. So it's really just a network of people that run this system. And as, uh, the way that it was designed is that it can essentially facilitate autonomy through things like audit trails and incentives for running the system. And they're just really neat tools that have been built on top of blockchain, like a smart contract. So now that you have this independently run network, you know it's not Amazon Web Services, it's not Microsoft Azure, it's just a network of individuals running the system with an audit trail moving through it, you can leverage the inherent characteristics of blockchain. And some of the inherent characteristics that we really like that are so simple and basic, we always talk about blockchain not being sexy at all, despite yeah. what everybody it says, <laughs> it's really not cool. <laughs> it's, uh, so in the most basic way, it creates an audit trail that cannot be deleted or changed, which is really powerful when you start thinking of, of areas in healthcare where that's helpful. Data access, data sharing, uh, financial transactions, insurance payments. There's a lot of different ways where you can leverage an audit trail that can't be deleted or changed. The other one is smart contracts, which is essentially just a smart contract. <laughs> it executes when when it's told when something. It's an if-then statement. So, if a orthopedic physician's quality metric is attained, so no DVTs, no blood clots, then they can get paid. And on top of that, there's an audit trail to prove that all of this happened. So it proves that the data was there, that there was no blood clot, proves that the payment was executed and delivered. And so you can get really creative in how you can use it. Uh, we, we focus, I think our baseline or our denominator is really data access. And data access means everything. From a bundled payment, it can mean that the patient sees the data, the provider see the data, and the insurance company sees a portion of the data.
1: Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense, Kat. Appreciate you diving into into that. I know it's a, it's a it's a segue from from some of the things that, that we were going to talk about, but I think worthwhile. And um, it's interesting that you uh, mentioned kind of the same concept, like, hey, nobody asked how the internet works. <laughs> I think most people are just so used to it now. And blockchain, people are still getting used to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So yes. appreciate that. this is, yeah. this is really helpful.
0: And we also think what's interesting about blockchain that might be different from some of the other tech that's out there is blockchain came out of the gate last year touting, not blockchain itself, but just companies and, and enthusiasts touting, decentralize everything and you know no middlemen. And it was scary. And, yeah. and I think it, you know, there's a better way to talk about blockchain. And instead of decentralization, talking about it as collaboration. So that could be a factor too.
1: Yeah, I love that, and it's a good distinction to make, right? So, so as you as you work through some of the the tech, yeah, I'm sure you've run into some snags. I'd love if you could just share. The, well, firstly, you know, just you, you shared some of the success stories, but tell us some of the things that haven't gone so well. Maybe one setback that you had and what you learned from it.
0: So, yeah, I mean, there are setbacks every day in a startup.
1: <laughs> as <laughs> of one of
0: our As one of our investors says, you only start a company if you have the right intestinal fortitude, which I think is a great. (laughs) (laughs) So I think one of the, you know, I think one of the biggest setbacks was our lack of anticipation on the importance of education Mm -hmm. and the different levels of education that are needed and the different audiences, which is a little upsetting because you know, two out of the eight of us now, which at the at the very beginning was September of last year, two out of three of us were Teach for yeah. America core members. And as part of a teacher of Teach for America, you were taught two very important things. One is using data analytics to drive decisions and two, teaching in a way that's understandable mm-hmm. uh, at different levels of your classroom. And so it was kind of, kind of frustrating in the fact that like, how did we miss this? How did we not know that education was going to be so important? But then also the other side of, of that, which is how do you make this education so accessible and so understandable? And it's still it's still difficult, but also not even understandable, but in a concise way, understandable and approachable by digital healthcare leaders, digital tech, entrepreneurs, physicians, nurses, healthcare administrators, and each audience is different. And so I think that's the biggest setback for us is, is really figuring out how to educate and talk about blockchain. And one of the ways that we approached it first is just not talking about blockchain. <laughs> so when, okay. we sell, yeah, when we sell our applications or when we talk to healthcare providers about the, the software that we have, we usually don't mention blockchain at first, just because it depends on who whom you're speaking with and their perception on blockchain. And it really shouldn't matter anyway. The, yeah. the application should drive value without the fact that it uses blockchain technology. So, but I think we've gotten beyond that as an industry. I think it's okay now to, <laughs> to talk about blockchain. But we have noticed that education is important and we tailor messages and tailored content to be able to make sure that we drive that message across all audiences.
1: That is very interesting. And, and you're right, Kat. I mean, at the end of the day, if it does what you need it to do, who cares what it is? As long as it's, you know, legal, safe, and, and moral, right? I mean, who cares? Right. Yeah. I think that's such a great point. And hey, by the way, yeah, what you're using is blockchain. Oh my gosh it is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally know what you mean. And and it's really neat that you're you're sharing this perspective Kat, because you know, I think it's something listeners that we have to consider. Are you going to allow perception and bias stop you from from potentially finding a solution that's good mm-hmm. for you? My challenge to to you all is is next time you hear blockchain to think the opposite of what you're thinking just for a second, <laughs> whether it be good or bad, but just try it. And then, and then secondly is look at what the solution is and quit focusing on the actual technology.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Fascinating. And, and, and Kat, thank you for that because I mean, that's a great lens to look at this with. I appreciate you, you educating us there. And, uh, and now we're offering, a. Uh, a call to action for our listeners for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. So, so tell us about an exciting project you're focused on.
0: Yeah. So we, I would say the most exciting project at the time that we can talk about, we have one that's really, really exciting. We can't say anything yet. Um,
1: <laughs> Thanks the- for the teaser. Thanks for the teaser. <laughs> <You're
0: welcome>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the ones that we're excited about is Health Nexus in and of itself. So Health Nexus is from what we've seen one of the only healthcare safe blockchain protocols that exist. It's public permissioned, which all that means is we know who runs the system, that's why it's permissioned, but it's it's public in that it's it's essentially an open network. And the reason why we did public permissioned is because it brings in both of the best parts of a of a permission network that healthcare wants because it's safer, more secure from their perspective, but also the, the inherent benefits of having a public completely open blockchain protocol. So it allows the system to be open source, governed in a certain way that allows growth and development of applications on it. And I would say this is the most exciting project right now because we are in the process of spinning up nodes. Uh, Individuals are spinning up nodes and we're launching the Alphanet and it is faster than Ethereum, which is great, especially in healthcare. We always get asked about, you know, how do you process so many transactions in healthcare? Mm -hmm. And so I'd say that's really the most exciting project. And the reason why is because not only is it open source and and available for healthcare globally, for anyone that wants to use blockchain as a tool, but also it's brought together some incredible leaders in healthcare. We have a global consortium and it is composed of everything from non-healthcare entrepreneurs to healthcare entrepreneurs. Majority of the entrepreneurs are physicians. We have healthcare and hospital administrators, and it's really just a great cohort of individuals who are dedicated to bringing this technology as a tool to healthcare in a very efficient way.
1: Super exciting. And uh, if they want to learn more, where where can they go to, to to learn more, Kat?
0: Yeah, so I would say the two best locations, one would be our website, simplyvitalhealth.com, but then also, you know, some softer touch, easier to read content would be on our blog, which is on Medium. And I think it's just Medium oh, okay. um, forward slash Simply Vital. Yes. Sweet. So that describes the protocol and also describes our team and great content for Saturday or Sunday morning.
1: Love it, love it. No, this is great. Um, Or, or for yeah, or even weekday during your coffee, right? Yeah, folks, we'll provide a link to the to the Medium blog as well as the website. Uh, just go to outcomesrocket.health in the uh, search bar. Just type in simply vital, uh, simply vital health, or simply vital. You'll you'll see the episode pop up with the show notes, full transcript, and links to all the things that we've been discussing. Uh, Getting close to the end here, Kat, let's pretend you and I are building a course on what it takes to be successful in health tech today. This is a syllabus. We're going to be creating a lightning round followed by a book that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Yes. All right. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes?
0: Actionable data.
1: What is the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid?
0: Uh, Getting... Don't get bummed out.
1: <laughs> Intestinal <laughs> fortitude. <laughs> right? yeah. um, how do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change?
0: Well, what's great is healthcare change is a lot slower than all the other industries. So stay ahead of that pace.
1: <laughs> love it. Uh, what's one area of focus that drives everything in your organization?
0: Healthy can be affordable.
1: I love that. And a uh, uh, bonus one here. What is your number one success habit?
0: Ooh. Um, I always just get back up and keep going.
1: Love that. Kat, what book would you recommend to the listeners?
0: So it uh, would not be a book, actually. I would recommend a podcast. Let's hear it. <laughs> and right now, one of the podcasts that resonates with me most strongly is actually a it's a, it's a short bit podcast um, it's like 15 to 20 minutes at a time. And it is by Robin Sharma. Okay. And it's called mastery sessions. And I love this because he has, so speaking about, you know, like how do you get up and keep going and you know, what's the number one success factor? It's consistent, constant reminders about how to continue to be your best self as things, grind and are hard and are difficult and challenging and just finding ways to mentally push through and persevere and never give up.
1: So it's called Mastery Sessions.
0: Yes. By
1: Robin Sharma.
0: Yes, that's it.
1: That'll be one that I definitely check out. Listeners, check that out as well. Robin Sharma, Mastery Sessions. That'll be linked up as well in the show notes, search bar on outcomesrocket.health, simply vital, type it in and you'll find it there. Great. Sounds like a great resource to, to tap into uh, with, the, with the ups and downs, right?
0: Mm-hmm, yes.
1: Love it. Okay. So this has totally been fun. You've educated us on blockchain. We, we're, we've got a better idea of the things that you're up to and, and the value that you're providing to, to physicians now, but it's expanding here uh, shortly. i love if you could just leave us with a closing thought, and then the best place for the listeners could get in touch with and interact with you.
0: Yes. So healthy is affordable through data access and finding ways to open up access to data for patients and providers. That's what we're focused on at Simply Vital Health. We'd love to help others do that as well. And the best way to find us is through our website and then anyone can connect with me on LinkedIn.
1: Outstanding. Kat, this has been fun, folks. Take Kat up on on, uh, taking a look at their blog. Uh, Get educated. It's the best way for you to continue making outcomes better And Kat, just want to say thanks again for carving out time for us. We really appreciate it.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. This is great. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.